on today's podcast. Happy birthday, brother. What's going on, man? Happy birthday. My drink of choice is typically a Coke Zero with a splash of Tito's vodka. My wife got the wrong cherry Coke. She got me regular sugar Coke, which I've been drinking years. So now I got sugar in me. I got and that liquor and some liquor. <laughs> it's gonna go. Hey, another thing is we gotta talk about this. I come to work on my anniversary. I'm going to work on my son's birthday. On Big Daddy birthday, you know we got we got to talk about arranging these shows a little bit better, y'all. But I'm I'm happy to be here, happy with my friends and family. Let's have a great show, guys. Well, here's the thing, fantastic segue, because this will be the last Thursday show. So as long as your birthday, anniversaries, and kids' birthdays are on Thursdays, you're in the clear. No more Thursday podcasts that drop on Friday. We are going forward, starting on Sunday, Sundays Woo-hoo! and Wednesdays. Two drops a week for you guys. So this is actually our last Thursday drop until whenever we have to drop on an, another Thursday. But Rhodesia, what's going on? How are you? I'm so excited to be here again. Happy birthday, Ishan. Happy that you are here with us tonight so we can celebrate your birthday talking some wrestling. Are you also happy that uh, your boy Daniel Garcia gave you 36 Pelvic yeah. thrust and in finally, the last 48 and finally, hours or whatever it was. Finally, people are feeling how I'm feeling. They love it too. They love it too. I don't, I don't think they love That's it. That's all much I as saw you, on but... the Twitter. That's all I saw on that Twitter. The gyrations and the moves and all of that little slick stuff that he was doing. Like, come on. Maybe that was just your algorithm. There was way more on Twitter <laughs> than just Daniel Maybe Garcia's it's my algorithm. I got a point there. Phones knew what you were saying and they, and they gave it to you. Uh, yeah. We didn't even do intros, right? We did not. We did not do intros. Welcome to the TFW Podcast, episode 43. I am your host, Matt, joined, of course, by the birthday guy himself, Ishan, and not the birthday girl, but the happy-go-lucky Rhodesia. You guys want to start with uh, Money in the Bank predictions? Get right into it? Let's get right into it. All right. We're we're in London, right? Yes. Well, they are. We're not. They are. Saturday, I actually... We're going to have some um, company over this weekend, so we probably won't be able to watch live. I'm thinking maybe we'll watch Saturday night. We got to watch by Sunday morning because that's when we're going to record the pod. But uh, so this one, I'm, I'm going to have to stay off Twitter. I'm going to have to because I, I am sure spoilers will be out galore if I do not. So this show, I do not want to be spoiled. A few weeks ago, I saw a lot of conversation around how the money in the bank participants weren't as strong as last year. I don't have last year's up, but overall, I think this card is really, really strong. WWE has done a a great job with these PLEs and these cards, but I'm happy with it. I do have pulled up the actual money in the bank matches, not the other matches that was on the show. I'm kind of looking at them side by side. I think it's a fair shake this go around too, but I want to come on the air too and tell y'all that I'm, I told you, Matt, Ishan, I didn't tell you. I'm a little bit more excited about that Cody Rose and Dominic Mysterio match. Okay. Yeah. Just just a little bit more. I was like, oh, Matt, let me get an air horn or something, man. I can do some of that. And tell the the folks at home, why are you more excited for that match than you were last week when you trashed it? Why don't you tell me what I should say? I don't even know what that means. Uh, I, oh, well, okay. <laughs> because I, cause, cause I'll say something. You're like, no, you telling me that you said da-da-da. 
So overall, I'm just more emotionally connected to their story. Something from uh, Raw? They got yeah, you? Just, their, just their interaction. Yep. I was like, okay. So I was like, I got it. I'm, I'm a little excited now. I can see that. My boy Cody Rhodes went from quoting Tupac California Love in the bill with Roman Reigns to quoting Dr. Seuss Cat in the Hat on Monday. On one side of the spectrum, I can say, damn, that Cody Rhodes, he knows how to just figure out what to say, what the opponent he has. Other side of me is like, damn, Mr. Man's back. And Roman's going to be talking about Ooh. sucker and sucker task come next week. <laughs> that's my worry. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping Cody just, came I'm on a, with that I'm going to say Cody got range. Cody got range. I'm, that's what I'm, I'm going to stick I'm, with. That's, that's what I hope to, to hear and see. We're already talking about it. Let's start with that match. Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. We're not going to do predictions. You guys can do predictions. I think it's more fun just to say what we would want to happen, what we want to happen. Some of these matches, and we know it, all of us just watching wrestling for as long as we have. You do predictions. Some of this stuff is like common sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like, spoiler alert, no way in hell Finn Balor's beating Seth Rollins. But maybe one of us want Finn to win, and we have a good reason why. You know, so I'd rather Mm -hmm. go that way. So if you guys still want to do predictions, you can. I probably won't. I'll just go with who I want to win. So let's start with Cody and Dominic Mysterio. And seeing it is your birthday, Eshan, and seeing you are the alleged Cody Rhodes fan on this podcast, even though you never pick him for your TFW moment of the week yeah, or anything like that. What throw it to you? Who are you going with? See, here's the thing about that. I don't need a moment to celebrate my fandom of Cody Rhodes. This is an all-day yearly event for me in this Terry household. So it's a it's, it's an all-day thing for us. And we're going to go with Cody Rhodes for this one. Um, there's no reason why he should lose this match. Uh, I would like to see maybe uh, Dominic do something to get some heat so we can get a rematch. Okay. Um, but I'm looking for a Cody Rhodes win because why not? Okay. I still don't think or I still don't care who's going to win this match. I'm just a little bit more excited to actually watch the match. I, I'm actually excited to watch the match. Um, I'm really interested to see how the London crowd or just the European crowd is going to take Dom. Like we know that he gets a lot of heat here in the States. I'm just interested to see his reactions out there because when we jump over into AEW, I have a thought about that as well with a certain person. So you going? So you want Cody to win? I don't care. I don't have a preference at all. I'm just actually excited for this match. Whereas a week ago, I couldn't give two shits about this match. Oh, I um, I changed on this this week, and I changed because I think it's going to sound crazy on the surface. It is, I get it, but I think Dominic has too much heat. Right now, to have him be pinned, and oh my God, think about the promos he's going to be able to cut when he says he beat Cody Rhodes all by himself, when I am sure there's going to be a ton of help for him to beat Cody Rhodes. Give me Dominic Mysterio to win that match. Hopefully with Brock Lesnar interfering, because I think that with Brock interfering, of course that sets up SummerSlam. We know it's going to be... I'm sure it's going to be the end of the trilogy, but I don't, there's no point of Cody winning. Like if you look at it and just say like, okay, Cody's not getting any bigger by being Dom. Cody's already huge, but that's going to add so much to Dom. Uh, when he beats Cody, give me, give me Dom, give me Dom and all types of fuckery 
not clean, but he's going to claim that he beat them all by himself. That's crazy because the internet wrestling community is going to trash that because Cody loses again. I'm telling you, I actually, but maybe not. Like Cody's gonna win if if Brock uh, if Brock interferes. There's your out. Okay, well then there you go. Mm-hmm. Anything short of Brock, I must say, mm-mm, they, they ain't gonna. Well, you got mommy. Go she can interfere too. Is she in? A, is she in a match? Does Rhea look. have a match? Let me look. I don't think I don't so. Think right? I saw it. Nope. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a match. It's it's a oh. dang old shame that every time we have an event, you guys are looking for a Cody loss. I mean, this this man can't win a match in y'all house. Eshan, I mean, do you he, not listen? I just said Cody was uh, gonna win. Y'all, <laughs> hey, y'all, 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 y'all together. Y'all together on this. Y'all together oh, on this. You, you not a, you not absolved for what he's talking about. Well, he'll win at SummerSlam. It's, it's crazy. Will he? Yeah, he'll win at SummerSlam. We're gonna do a pod like, oh, you know, I want to see. You know, another struggle. Let's I see mean, Cody, that, little, Cody actually, lose right. the match. I may, I may say that in four weeks. Right. <laughs> I, I may say that in four weeks. Uh, let's go with the Women's Tag Team Championships. Ronda Rousey and Shayna against Raquel and Liv Morgan. So we didn't actually talk about on the last pod that they had that unification match coming up. Um, or I guess it already happened at that point. Um, but I'm so happy that. There's only one women's tag team championship now. I don't know how other people feel about that. I think just rightfully so, Liv and Raquel has to get it back, right? I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i a book territory for myself. I would want them to get it back. I always say when somebody has to drop a title just because of an injury. So why are you happy that there's only one set of women's titles now? Outside of the actual WWE women's tag championship titles just being tarnished? Now we have something that actually we have some respect on the title, meaning not saying who has it right now, but instead of having the NXT and then the women's tag team championship, we have one that we can put the attention to and they can go back and forth. And I'm really liking what they're doing with a lot of the WWE roster going down. NXT is making sense when they get down there. I just think that it makes more sense and it actually kind of takes some of that tag team off of the titles. Okay. So then, so even though you don't watch NXT, like on a weekly basis, Mm -hmm. you're still happy that there's only one set of titles that can go to all brands. Yes. Because I think when you're looking at a tag team, because like we look now on a WWE roster, there's really no women, real women tag teams. So if you can have somebody who's on a WWE roster going back and forth, you can help build those tag teams as down at NXT and help develop them. So then when they are ready for main card, that is going to be an easier transition for them. Okay. You know, there's, there's more actual tag teams in uh, NXT for women than on the main roster. That too, I can yeah. Think of, I can think of at least three. That's crazy. Um, and, the, and the two tag teams that came are in the current women's division are from NXT. So uh, I think like it's a little more emphasis on that division in NXT for them not, not to have championships. But, you know, I'm not totally against it. Um, I'm looking for uh, Ronda and Shayna to retain because I think that division is super weak. Um, and they need strong characters they maybe pull up that division um i think that ronda and Shayna can hopefully elevate that they just need to create a solid tag team for them to go against right now it's not that i don't think it's uh, raquel i don't think it's Liv. uh i actually think they're kind of cold even though you, you know Liv so? is very hot hell yeah Liv is very hot wow. but you know just just they don't they don't so for instance um neither one of them are great on the mic right I don't, their matches don't stand out to me either. I think as a team, they don't necessarily flow that well together yet. You know, I don't get the, you know, this, this is uh, 
maybe too high of a standard, but I don't get like the Midnight Express or Rock and Roll Express vibe from them. Uh, they just don't see like for instance, like That's a Kate, hell of a high standard. It is, but you know, like, but you know who I get that vibe from? From a Rock and Roll Express type of vibe. What I mean by necessarily not that work level, but that synergy from a tag team. Um, Caden and uh, Katana. They're good. I like, can see that. I can see they, that for sure. They, the two of them, they definitely seem like a tag team. They definitely have a connection um, in the ring. They have great tag team moves. Um, I think a team like that is a higher up on my list than Liv and Ronda. They, I mean, Liv and uh, Raquel. I think they still seem kind of thrown together. So just to reiterate, going back, I'm looking for Shayna, Ronda to retain, and hopefully they continue to elevate that division. Yeah, you guys know I like Liv, um, but even how they brought her back, which shout out to her, there was, there was word she that she wouldn't soon. be back for a little few more weeks. Yeah, like past SummerSlam was the initial mm-hmm. conversation on that. So shout out to her for her getting back. But um, it just doesn't feel like it's, I don't know why you would have Ronda and Shayna lose this match. And don't forget, if we're talking about just trying to book the territory, Raquel and Rhea had that pretty yeah, stare nice down. stare down <laughs> mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago on Raw. Like that wasn't by happenstance. That has to be going somewhere. So maybe that's the SummerSlam match for Rhea. So give me Rhonda and, and Shayna. I don't know where Liv goes after this. I did think it was kind of um, interesting that just how her energy was when she came back. She wasn't jumping all over the place. Like she wasn't jumping for joy, like overly enthusiastic. They told you you coming back to lose the way y'all tell it. <laughs> I mean, Hey, hey maybe that's it. So maybe oh, you we'll see a little bit lose. of a different character from her That'd come this weekend. Too. But I did, I did peep that. Hey, but Rhodesia, like, you might have to speak on this one, man. Maybe she can do all that jumping the dock. Cause she had like them 20 inch heels on like, I don't know how I feel like well, she could be in them damn well, things, man. But y'all do a whole lot them in them heels. I'm though, telling so. you, I'm a super, I'm a super woman. My heels on. I will trip all day, every day in flats. I have never really, truly tripped in heels. And that's like stiletto heels. Hmm. Talk your stuff. I'm telling you. I'm the shit in heels. I ain't gonna lie on that. <laughs> flats, yeah. I'm a, I'm a ditz. Uh, Intercontinental Championship, Gunther versus Matt Riddle. They just threw this together Monday. Yeah. I don't give a damn about this match. <laughs> G- give me Gunther. Give me there Gunther in a squash. It ain't gonna be a squash, but give me Gunther in a squash. Give me Gunther. And I'm upset on that. I feel the yeah, same man, way, Matt. I just don't yeah. care. And like, I don't yeah. know what they need to do with Riddle for me to care. But and I mean, I, I was pretty big on Riddle when he was in NXT, and then he came to, to the main roster. I was excited for him. The RK Bro time was, match was wonderful. With, yeah, like Team, you know, RK Bro was great. Even his mm-hmm. feud with Seth was great. Yeah. And like now, it's just like whenever I see him, I, I'm, I, uh, it's the, I it's know. those shorts, guy. I told you when you put some booty shorts on. I don't think it's the shorts for me. Yeah, it was the end. <laughs> it was the I end. can look. I can look past wardrobe, but I, I don't know. It's he's just there. You know what? And like, I mean, I like, and like, like all this stuff evolved. Well, I would say like itself. all this. You just need a, a a story. Yeah. Same thing with the with the tag the women's tag division. I don't think they need. You talked about them needing like a a main tag team to go against. I don't, I don't even think it's that. I think we need a story for the tag team champs like we haven't had a story what was the last story we've had like legit story we've had Sasha, for Sasha and Naomi, Naomi leaving 
might mean like you may be like you, you kind of laughing. Shoot story, shoot story, but yeah, that might. I mean, I'm trying to think on TV. When was the last tag team women's championship that we were like really interested in? Even the tournament wasn't a a thing when they were trying to crown the new champions. Um, oh, oh, yep, okay. But you, you need characters and personalities to carry those stories, and they don't have any of that right now. So you can have the best story in the world, but you ain't got people to execute. It's gonna go to shit. Is it maybe Iconics? Iconics probably was. Was that the last yeah. time? I'm not. I'm talking about like an actual story. Yeah. yeah. Characters, right? Characters yeah. and personalities. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Mm. All right. Uh, next, Money in the Bank. So it is. You said you had last year the Money in the Bank matches pulled up from last year. So let's start with the women's. This year we got Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Zelina, Bailey, Eel Sky, and Trish Stratus. What was last year's match? We have um, Liv Morgan, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Shotzi, Raquel, and Lacey Evans. That was a lot of people. So the only one you can argue... And this one that shouldn't be there is Zoe Stark. Everybody else deserves to be there and they should be there. And I think Zoe's there by default just because of Trish. Well, I mean, the story makes sense. I'm talking about, you know, because a lot of what I was seeing was like lack of star power, lack of star power. Oh, got it. And I I don't see that at all. I think this one is pretty strong. And I think this match is going to be great too. You think so? Mm Mm-hmm. I do. Who do you have winning? Or who do you want to win? To the point of the stories, I definitely could see it because I think just looking at them, you have Trish and Zoe have a story there. Zelina, Becky is just the man. And then you still have that tension between B- B- o, EO and Bailey. So, no, I, 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 there's a lot of story in that match. And who's going to win it? Isn't the thing whoever wins the money in the bank is the next to, to go? So, I'm going to go with EO. Oh, that rhymes. I should be a rapper. You should be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't lay tracks for free, or I can't I can't r- rhyme on tracks for free. Y'all got to pay me. So is that like your gimmick on the podcast? Because you yeah. are the most yeah. don't care about money person in the <laughs> world, like in real life. But you get on the podcast, and somebody would think you are the biggest gold digger. Do anything for money. I've been sending you websites that okay, you can do your thing, and we can week. get some money in this household every week. But you don't want to do that, so why don't, you probably why don't need you to tell... back up from. You need to back up from. Oh, this is all about money, all about money. I've been sending you feetfinder.com. I told you to put your feet up. <laughs> Didn't want to do that. Actually, I started with OnlyFans. Told you I have a really professional career. I can't okay? do that. All right, I'm just saying. I'm just, I can't show saying. my face. So, yeah, so Ishan, oh, he's no. been doing this for like for the last several months. Actually, Every like time a she says something about money, yeah. get it with the OnlyFans.com. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, I, look, Finder. Look. I'm like, they won't even know it's you. <laughs> we are made. And what, what does she want to do? I know and I talked about me and stilettos that. too, right? And I'm doing everything in stilettos. Maybe I could do something like that. Yeah. Nah. It's a gold mine. You don't even realize nah. it. Nah. Oh, Lord. Um, but but uh, as Rodigi said, there are like a lot of, a couple of, storyline threads in this match which are pretty cool right that always makes the match a little bit more exciting mm-hmm. um when you look at it, like i'm looking at selena vega i like selena vega a lot um however this one you know there was a big like some of the there's some scuttle booty around her beating Rhea. you know Rhea for Rhea's first title defense for her to lose to selena vega just because she had that huge moment uh in puerto rico which was it was a phenomenal sight to see right mm-hmm. but you know, I, I just don't think that character is hot. 
Like, right. So as much as I like her, like I wouldn't want to see her uh, win the championship. I like Bailey and EO. Like I think, but I don't think either one of them win is going to advance their story. I think the storyline that they're they're going down doesn't need a championship or a or a money in the bank to do that. Um, I kind of would like to see Trish Stratus get one more go. Yo, that's you know? actually when you were saying that, Ishan. Yep, I think it's Trish. I like I like to see her get one more go, right? Because because it's kind of made for her, right? To have her come and walk down with the money in the uh, money in the bank briefcase, you know. I like to see her challenge, maybe not a real, but maybe pop up on SmackDown and challenge um, the champion there. Um, so I'm gonna go with Trish. I want to see what she can do with it. Let's get one more run. Thank you, Trish. Yeah, Trish, because that's why it's always in there to help to help secure that. I'm going with Trish. Sorry. Well, this isn't who you were. So you changed your mind on who you wanted to win. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see that true story. She, man, she impressed me when she when she first came back in that whole run before Mania. I'm like, okay, but she just really impressed me, and she has impressed me as far as like how she goes. And and you forgot she impressed you before E started talking. Yeah, I did. You just you just remembered. Mm -hmm. Hey, friends, got to remind each other of things sometimes, right? That's crazy talk. Get yeah. the hell out of here. Um, <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Of course, it, it, it would have been EO for me, but I, I want Trish just so I can see Zoe hold the briefcase around for Trish. <laughs> that's, yeah, I, I can see that. I think that I think that's great TV. Be fired. Yeah, um, yeah and, and I think is, there's a moment where EO is going to get the briefcase and then Bailey's got to cost her. And then that's yeah. how we get, that's we get how that take goes on. Of. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, where does Becky go from here, though, if she doesn't win? Like... Is this? I mean, she still has a few with Trish. She doesn't so. need it though. She's she's still a high. She's like like Seth, right? Like she still can be plugged in and out of main events at a high level, and people still believe that she has mm-hmm. a shot or opportunity to win. So she doesn't really need any of this to, to continue her her growth as a character, in my opinion. We'll do the men's next. Uh, which match do you think is be better, the women's match or the men's match? I'm going to men all day. So men's, we got Ricochet, LA Knight, Shinsuke, Santos, Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. I'm going to go with the men's going to be definitely more entertaining. There's not even going to be a question about that. Okay. And I'm going to land on and just, I'm going to stick up with the men's match. Yep. I think it's going to be better all the way around. Okay. Um, so who you guys got for the men? If I'm going to believe in the script that they have, I'm no, gonna go this is who you Paul. want to win. Oh, this who is who I want you to want win? to win. Remember? Stick to the script, Rhodesia. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. What are you doing over there? Are you like, what are you doing? You changed hey, play it up about advocate. five minutes you, before we, you, we actually no, started potting. Because he's no, the, the one that had the drink. He's the one that no, had you, the dream. You, you, did, be doing you this. did give the option, though. You did give the option, though, Matt. This, this, like, literally, this help out five Rhodesia. minutes say, before we start, yeah, you, you said, said I think we're going to switch to, we're going to switch to, um, um, not what we think, it's going to be what we want. Yeah, that was for you, actually. That was me commanding that over here. So go ahead, go ahead and give who you're going to say, and then he's going to go, and you'll be like, oh, you're right, I forgot about that, and then you're going to switch your pick to what he said. Go ahead. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Well... LA night go all LA the night. way. Yeah, how, how, go can you, LA how can you go anybody? What are you doing? Because because I'm thinking about Damien. I mean, he I think he's deserving of it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
again, Logan Paul is going to bring so much attention to it. So um, that's like the business side of things. But I'm going to go with L.A. Knight. And then if they don't, if he doesn't win, then oh, buddy. He need not renew his contract. No, nah, he need to renew that contract if it's on the table. I'm sure it's going to be some good money, right? But, um, yeah, I'm going L.A. Knight. I want to see him. When I mean, he definitely has the crowd, and it's it's his time, man. Look, the yep. man, and you know he's putting in some work. People like him. Let's see what he can do. Um, it's a perfect opportunity, cause right, cause you know you got you know Roman Reigns, whose championship isn't a championship anymore. It's just a crown, right? It's just something just to signify that he's the best or the head of, of, of the tribe. Um, but he can actually cash in at any point on the Raw championship, right? And it's believable that he can be the winner. So. Let's see that ride. I'm I'm really interested in seeing that. Yeah, I think um and absolutely we could go with Damian Priest. Just the work he did alone against Bam Bunny, he needs to be rewarded for. But shout out to my guy Eternal on Twitter. He I put up a tweet yesterday talking about it's gotta be LA Knight. And uh Eternal was like, This is the first time he's disagreed with something that I've said. He feels like it should be Damian Priest. And absolutely deserving. I just think L.A. Knight's persona and gimmick is perfect for having that briefcase for however long he's going to have it. Damian Priest is that legit badass. Like, I, I can't imagine him faking a cash-in. I can't imagine him walking around with that briefcase and still looking as menacing as he is. So that, that's why I'm going with L.A. Knight. I know, of course, the word is that Triple H wants L.A. Knight or Priest. Vince wants Logan Paul. I guess we'll see who... Who wins? But if it was up to me, give Logan Paul and Ricochet another incredible moment in the ladder match. Have them go one-on-one at SummerSlam. Once again, that's the match where people who don't typically watch wrestling would know about and give them that, oh my God, moment at SummerSlam. Give LA Knight that briefcase. Because whoever it is, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think uh, whoever it is, I'm hoping they don't do this. Because they've really been talking about um, like any championship of their choosing, the winner. We know yeah. they're not touching Romans. I don't even see any of these winners going after Seth. I just hope this isn't like a IC or a US cash in, as dumb as that would be. Oh, I can definitely could see like a Logan Paul or LA Knight or Damian Priest challenging Seth. I mean, that's 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 who he's wrestling now anyway. You know, this is a raw championship, and those are the guys that's on upper card. I definitely see that. But with the Damian Priest thing, um, I, I don't this is you know, we had an issue with, you know, Cody winning, you know, Royal Rumble and then being shoehorned in the main event. Damian Priest hasn't done anything yet to deserve that high to be to be champion right now, right? If he goes on, he wins money in the bank. And then he just catches in on Seth or whoever, right? Um, you know, the, 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 the thing they always do, right? Seth is beat down or whatever it, it will happen. He comes out, money, uh, his interest hits. He comes out with a briefcase and catches in. He beats him, right? Is that what you want from your next baby face? Is for him to a cheap win? Like, right? Or are we, he's lost all his matches up until this point. Like, I think this is a great time, opportunity for him to have a showcase in this match, right? To continue to raise 
his car and his uh, standing within the company and that division, right? And then for sooner than later, for him to be positioned as a very challenging uh, challenger for the championship. So I think this is, we need to keep elevating this guy. So you're talking about Priest, right? D Priest. Okay, because you said baby face. So you have him turning face sooner rather than later? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's, I think that's where we're going down on the road, right? He wants to do everything by himself. He doesn't, he, he wants, he doesn't want people at the ringside. He's definitely on the run for a, a baby face, in my opinion. Okay. I feel for, like, the heavyweight championship, so either Romans or Seth, I only really see Damian and Logan Paul being only two contenders that could go that way. If it's for, when they made an emphasis on any title, then I can see LA Knight winning because of that, and then he can go for the U.S. or Intercontinental. It gotta be so here's a, quick, here's a question mm. for both of you. Um, what type of cash-in do you want to see out of both of these? Do you want... Because if you remember years and 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 years ago, the Money in the Bank winner was very similar to what how they used to treat the IC title. And I see was like, hey, this is the guy that's next up in line. And as soon as he dropped it, now he's going to face the heavyweight champion. And years ago, the money in the bank was really that person that was significantly bubbling. And it was like, they got the briefcase, it's on and popping now. In the last few years, they've kind of gone away from that. They've gone with the hottest person at the moment, kind of. And then they'll hot shot him into cashing in that night or very, very soon from when they won the briefcase and then the moment's over and then they're kind of back down to like mid-card, upper mid-card status. Nobody in the last few years that I can remember has won that briefcase and has been skyrocketed to like that main event level and then stay there. So if you look at these two matches, how do you want these cash-ins to go? Do you want the cash-ins to be like much sooner rather than later? So same night, SummerSlam, next pay-per-view or whatever the case may be. Or or as you look at both of these lineups, you say, no, let's have that person get heat, you know, heated up for six months or so, and then they cash it in. I don't really have a thought on that. I see your point. Uh, my, for me, my would be the investment of the story. So... I don't think any of these people right now, maybe outside of Logan Paul, and that's only for namesake, okay. could could cash in and could win today, and I would be bought into it. Again, assuming they're going for either Roman or Seth. So I would I have to say, just off of that alone, I would want it to kind of just build, and then they cash in later. And then the cool part about the men's, at least, because if it's up for any championship, all the champions then is on lookout. And I think that would be more interesting story throughout the whole year because you don't know who such and such is going to come after. And you can, you, can, you can play around with different things behind the scenes, maybe somebody walking past somebody and just giving them that eye, like, you know, I could take your title anytime kind of thing. So I think it would be probably more entertaining having it drawn out longer because I don't think any of these people can win t- in, by SummerSlam and then I'm behind them for more than that 90-day period. You know, I don't really have a preference on it either. Um, I like the idea of them trying to make somebody, per se, you know, with the money bank. I think it's what it's about. I think the the problem that we've had as far as them come up and 
go down, that's because crazy events, right? If they didn't work out in that spot, he, it's, I kind of feel like he only gives certain people a, a slight window to succeed. And if they don't hit the way he wants them to hit, then boom, they go right back down. Right. I don't think that's the way you do it. I think kind of like what Triple H you know, did with Austin Theory, right? He didn't give up on him. And you know, he kind of retooled him, right? And then continued his ascension to where he's going to be next, right? I don't think that Austin Theory has went down the peg. Uh, I think he's continuing to kind of go up a peg. Um, so hopefully with the new, I don't know what's going on with the creative, right? We talked about it personally. We talked, we text about it. Um, Vince is back full creative <laughs> control, it seems like right now, right? So we don't know. It, it can kind of go back to how it was in the past, but I'm hoping maybe in the future, maybe the time off, um, you know, he had, he got, he was, he was down with the booty brigade, right? And he got him in trouble. So hopefully that time away has allowed him to refresh himself creatively and he's going to trust people he's put in positions to kind of write these shows. And hopefully we get, you know, a new crop of of of, of uh, wrestlers that's kind of elevated and they stay there because the company needs that. Well, the word was that they're trying to Vince-proof the shows by announcing matches yeah. in advance. And right. that's one thing that Vince was pretty big on is if there's a match that's advertised to go through with the match. So they're That's trying smart. to, yeah, so smart. they're trying to shoot out as many matches as possible. <laughs> so like he can't come in and change those. In three weeks from now, we about to have such right, and such go against such and such. In four months. <laughs> Next year. Check this out, guys. October 16th. Um, right. The word was that he had his fingerprints all over Raw on Monday. Raw was a damn good show. I was going to say, I didn't you really know, have many complaints for there. I didn't. So like, for me personally, I'm 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 kind of over the, oh Vince is here, or Vince like whatever like okay at this point, give me the show, and we can critique it or enjoy it afterwards. But the whole oh it's Monday afternoon or it's Friday afternoon and word is Vince changed the show. Okay, well let's see how it turns out first, because the last two times now that we've heard Vince was really involved, show's been pretty good. You know, my only concern, and we can get to it when we get to to Raw, is is that it's so the shows have been fine, right? But I, it, the nice thing is that he, he's he has, a, I think he has a better script to work with, right? So he's tweaking better material, and we talked about the reasons why um, previously. Um, my concern is exactly what we're talking about. You know, guys that we're like a Damian Priest, guys who we're like, okay, this guy should be taken to the next level, and then Vince doesn't see it for whatever reason, right? Guys that we think that should be elevated and they're not, right? Or like a LA Knight who he makes, you know, Max Dupree mm -hmm. and he says he's too old, he can't do it, right? Like that's what I'm worried about is that he just mismanages talent and, and in the past doesn't really know what people want nowadays, right? He's still fixated on what people wanted back in the 80s, back in the early 90s, and he's not kind of in tune to like this new generation of fan. Um, but the scripts are fine. I'm just worried about who he's pushing. Yeah. I, the only thing from Raw that I wasn't a big fan of. Hey, hey, we, we still got to get through, get through Money Bank, though. I know, but that match is next. Seth Rollins okay. and Finn Balor. Um, Carmelo, shout out to him. Had a great night on Raw Monday. He, I thought he really came across as a big deal when he was in the crowd and saved Seth with the chair. 
then we find out we get Finn and Melo in the main event of Raw. I just still have a pretty big issue with debuting somebody <laughs> and they lose. I have an issue with that. Uh, I've always had an issue with it. And I know you can look at it one way and say he's NXT champion. There was no way he was going to beat Finn Balor. What you want Finn to lose and Finn has a championship match on Saturday. I get all that, but there's something about debuting somebody that the masses don't know. The masses don't know who Carmelo Hayes is. The masses don't watch NXT. When you look at the ratings, you can see that. So you debut him. He looks like a big deal and he loses to a lot of people that can look like, Oh, he's just another NXT guy. And I don't think Carmelo is just another NXT guy. He showed in that match with Finn. And I think that also showed too, just how good Finn is. You brought up a few weeks ago. And I think I even asked you again last week about Carmelo. You're like, man, it feels like he's missing something. I wasn't impressed with the uh, mania weekend match with Melo and Brian. I was more impressed with their rematch when Brown was a heel, but there was a couple matches where the, like his matches were kind of just there. It felt like to me that match wasn't just there. That match was, was a great, great match. So that speaks to the town level of fame. It also speaks to the town level of Carmelo too. And then you mm-hmm. have him lose. And it's just like, okay, he loses. And he's back to NXT on Tuesday and he beats Baron Corbin. I, I enjoyed the match. I, I just have a problem with it. And then, you know, he went on Twitter and put a tweet out, you know, some of the fact of like, um, I gotta find it because it was something to the effect of, you know, I'm here or I showed out or I, or I showed I'm him or, or something like that. And my issue with that was you lost. So if we're going to that, okay, that's what he says. Throw me in the deep end certified swimmer hashtag Monday night mellow. And he used the 100 emoji. <laughs> I like that Monday night mellow. All right, let's go. Another one. Put it on the I shirt. I do like that. Um, but you lost. You so now, so if, we're, so if we're gonna if we're gonna talk from a kayfabe perspective, you 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 didn't swim in the deep end. You 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 drowned. Right. Now if we're talking from a shoe perspective. Absolutely, we know what that means. He went on Raw, and he showed that he belonged. So I I just, I just think it's a slippery slope. I think it's a real slippery slope when you get these people and they're their debut, and they don't. When so I don't know if that was a Vince thing. We remember Vince used to talk about not debuting people in the Rumble decades ago, and he said because if I have you debut in the Rumble, you got to win it. And I don't want to set you up to fail. So if you're not going to win it, we're not going to have you in it. Now, of course, we've seen people debut in the Rumble since then, and they've been good to go. AJ Styles, et cetera, et cetera. But that was the only thing from Monday that kind of left a little like ah taste in my mouth. It was like we probably could have done something different and still have Melo look good but not have him lose when he's got a title match the next day. You know, you know, that. Paul Heyman back in the day at ECW, everybody lost it on their debut. That was like a ritual for him. And those guys did just fine. Right. So I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, I think that, you know, he was introduced in a strong way to a raw audience and to an audience that may not be familiar with him, but he was able to hang with one of the big dogs, right? Like, it's almost like don't put him in the match because you can't have Finn lose and mm-hmm. he's going into this this pay-per-view, right? But what they were able to do was have a really good match, as you said, right? And he pushed Finn to the limit. And so 
Melo can kind of say, look, he's in college right now, right? And he's and he's beating up on other college players. And on his first impromptu night in the pros, he took a soon-to-be potential champion to the limit. And guess what? Melo, talk your shit, man. Hey, it was, change that narrative. Like, look, let him know what you did. Like, I like what he did. Like, the cards of win or lose or draw, I'm winning. Like, you lost? No, I won. I, I, I came there to see my boy Seth. This is support him. All of a sudden, I got a match. I wasn't prepared for the match. I wasn't prepared for the match, and I still almost won. I won. They did everything they could to hold me back, but I didn't let them. Monday night, mellow all day long. Trick, holla at your boy. Let me let's let old let OGE <laughs> be part of the team, man. We'll make this thing happen. Let's go on Monday night raw. I'm going to shut it down. Let's keep going to the next one. Well, yeah, I was waiting for reasons. So then Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Uh, of course, I, I already said it. Seth, I think the match would be good, but. Man, but okay. So even that Dark Finn, I just call it the Dark Finn video package that they showed on Monday. I'm just going to be different. I'm going to, I do not think in any way, shape or form Seth is going to lose. But because you said to me already, you blew up saying, well, who do you want? I want Finn to win. I wanted Finn to win this championship when it was first announced. So I'm going with Finn. I like that. Stay consistent. Yeah, I wanted Finn to kind of win, right? I wanted Finn for the win. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of want to be a rapper to too. A, see, we are rappers. Hey, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, I, I kind of wanted to see um, like a Big Daddy Cool HBK type version of Finn and Damien. And then there'd be an awesome continuing the story, right? Um, Damien breaks away from Finn, much like Diesel did HBK back in the day. Um, I would love to see that kind of story play out with the championship. Um, maybe it can play out that way now. Like I would like to see him as champion. I think it's time. I think his work is great. I think he, from a character standpoint, this is the best work he's done since he's been there. Uh, I'm not sure how long he's been there. I want to say seven years, but I think that might be too long. But I think this is the best character work he's done. He's always been solid in the ring. I mean, he looks great, man. The gear is on point. Them Jordan ones, them custom boys he has, outstanding. I, I want to see Finn for the win. So how about we rebook this territory? I know we talk about the Judgment Day breaking up, but we could come out of Money in the Bank with two champions and a Money in the Bank holder and Dom. That would be fire. You could. It won't happen, but you could. But it's possible. <laughs> Main event, Usos versus Roman and Solo, Bloodline Civil War. Ooh, big one. Mm-hmm. Well, since the Uso penitentiary is back, I'm going with the Usos. It's now since day one, baby. There it is. <laughs> Same way. I, I'm going for the Usos to win. I mean, they got to win, right? Because like they, they can't take another loss because they've been taking L's after L, right? Um, the only way this thing can go south for the Usos is if one of the brothers turn on each other. And I, I just don't want to see that, man. I, like, no one wanted to see yeah. Hawk and Animal uh, uh, back in the day. Nobody wanted to see Ricky and Robert against each other. Like, nobody wants to see Tatsy Parnes fight, man, especially brothers, man. I just don't want to see that. Um, but I, I think that if they do lose, we're definitely going to see Solo take another pin, right? That's what he's there for. This has to be his second pinfall loss. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it doesn't have to. I guess you, you guess you could pin Roman. You could pin Roman. 
I'm thinking you could and, pin Roman. And that honor of the you know three year streak or whatever it is was broken by the Usos. Can, you can't do that in a tag team match though. Not in a tag team match. Yeah, when was the last time he's been pinned? When when was the last time he's been pinned? It's been Man. it's by Baron Corbin, right? I don't know. I think Baron Corbin was like... I know you'll pull that up for us. Well, he's been champion for over three years now, right? Or going on three years, I think. Yeah, so he hasn't... He hasn't... Of course, he hasn't lost, so he hasn't... He hasn't been pinned in over three years. I don't think you... You... I think that's a bigger deal than the thousand-day reign and all everything else, is that he hasn't been pinned. His shoulder hasn't been pinned to the mat in over three years, and I don't think you give that up in a tag team match. That has to be on on a SummerSlam. Well, and the the story is probably going to be, I just hope they don't rush through this, but I give them complete benefit of the doubt when it comes to the bloodline story. They haven't missed yet. The the thing can be Solo loses, and now Roman's upset with Solo because he dropped the ball. Yeah. And now we can see how that plays out come SummerSlam. But yeah, I want the Usos to win. They're the Usos. They're, They're the tag team. You can't have... Roman and Solo, who's never tagged before, beat the Usos like that doesn't even make sense. So I'm hoping that we get some type of uh they gotta give us like some type of five minute, ten minute after the match thing again, right? Like this can't just be <laughs> we just get the pinfall and we go off the air. Every single major pay-per-view, I guess well, Money Bank is a top five pay-per-view now. Every major pay-per-view, they've given us something afterwards for us to really sink our teeth into. And digest storyline wise, I'm hoping we get something like that again this weekend. But yep, hey, this, this is this is probably poor taste. But you know, um, Jacob Fatu was accused of uh, no showing the event and stealing some money. Um, maybe he has a good reason. Maybe he couldn't make the event because he's on his way to London to help cost the Usos championship. And, he and it, you know, money. yeah, and, and Roman should have gave him some money. The wise man should have sent him some money. And the wire back to the nonprofit just hasn't gotten there yet, right? But he Got sent it. it. And it hadn't got there yet, right? This is all the plan. This is all the misunderstanding to get Jake Fatu with the bloodline. Sounds like to me he went in for business just like Rikishi is on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it sounds like to me. So the last time Roman got pinned was by Baron Corbin, December 19th of 2019. Goodness gracious. Before COVID. Yeah, wow. Wow. Four years ago is the last time he's been pinned? Three and a half, almost four now. Yeah, this is December. Wow. Sheesh. Mm. <laughs> biggest, biggest star in history. Legacy. Well, in history, but biggest star right now in the business. But wins and losses don't matter, according to some people. They absolutely matter. <laughs> uh, something I saw I wanted to get your guys' take on. I think R. Anderson had like a interview or something recently, and he talked about uh, Vince McMahon had to make a decision uh, on who was going to be the next face of the company between Cena, Orton, and Batista. And there was some, of course, conversation on, did he make the right decision? Of course, we know he picked John Cena. What do you guys think? Is there anybody else that could have come close to what Cena did in his height of leading the WWE back in the day? So when I think of like Cena in retrospect now, having the 20 years, the only person that was parallel to him was Orton. And at that time, the rumors was Orton was just still a kid. He still did what he wanted to do. He wasn't always the best person in the locker room. So they, Vince absolutely made the right choice. And that's with history to show for it. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't think it's even close. Orton was too young. Mm-hmm. Not and, and jackass. Yeah, he was young immensely. Uh, yeah, Batista. I love Batista, but Batista could not have done what Cena did. I mean, so he made the right choice. No, right. yeah, yeah, he made the right choice. I was telling Rhodesia E. Uh, probably about a week ago now. I think it was Bully was telling the story, Bully Ray about Roman, and I think he said they were at the Garden or they were in Boston somewhere. This is when they him and Devon came back for their run, and he said Vince called him into the office, and Vince was just telling him, "Hey, tonight's match is about Roman. Make Roman look good. He's the one that's gonna be feeding us, putting food in our plates for the next fifteen years around here." Mm-hmm. I heard that story, and it's like, damn man, like that's kind of like goosebumps type. Mm-hmm. Now, in retrospect, thinking about he had that foresight. Now, yeah, granted, I'm sure this was never his foresight in terms of the character that it was, but it's still the guy. He's still mm-hmm. the person that is absolutely feeding a ton of families right now in WWE and in wrestling in general. So, good man. Like I said, when, when Vince hits, he hits. When he misses, though, he misses. He misses. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Uh, that was everything I had from a WWE perspective. Hey, shout out to uh, our listeners. So we've been talking about money to bank for 49 minutes and it's not going to matter like 48 hours after the pod drops because the show is <laughs> shows on Saturday. So hopefully you guys are still with us. If it is past Saturday and you just looked at the time step at the bottom and said, Hey, let me just fast forward through the money to bank preview conversation to get to whatever else they're talking about. But no, we could because we'll be, they, we'll have, be they have Sunday. all Friday. They have all Friday to listen, and they mm-hmm. have all Saturday, day and night. I mean, uh, day to listen to it. We're good. Yeah. But no, because remember, the pay per view is in uh, oh, English, right? Oh, so so again, it is like right. 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. Yeah. Eastern time. So, oh, or Saturday man. morning. Yep. But it's all good, though. We'll be right back at it on Sunday with uh, our, I guess, are we going to talk? When are you guys watching? Shit, are we? I don't think I'm gonna be able to watch Collision before we pod on Sunday. We're gonna have to. We can't say on our first Sunday show, "Hey, we're only gonna talk about, about Money that. in the Bank," unless we mm. just say that we're gonna talk about only about Money in the Bank. Hey, y'all gotta mm. figure your lives out because it's Big Daddy Birthday weekend. So I'm, I'm, I'm here. Hmm. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? And what does that mean, though? That you're here? Is that means that you can get on the, you gonna get in here and you be like, "I'll be honest, guys, I slept through that." <laughs> I can easily see that. Hey, it's my look, birthday hey, weekend. I can sleep through hey, it. I can hey, easily uh, see that. Hey, a big day nap could be in my my future, but you know what I'm saying. But I'm planning on like actually, I forgot that uh that the show's earlier in the day. But honestly, I don't have anything planned. I don't, here's the thing: it's my birthday weekend, and I'll be on transparent. You guys know me. I prefer not to. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go nowhere. Like <laughs> my my peace of mind is in my house with my kids in my big daddy cave relaxing that's what i just want to relax so i'm gonna be home my plan is to sit home and relax so if i got you know wrestling on the work tv and i got a game in my hand on the big tv like it's on the popping for me how excited so you are you guys out. how excited are you guys for money bank do you feel like this is a a top five pay-per-view of the year no but i don't think that has anything to do with wwe i just think that's more personally what's going on in my life my personal life Oh, did you finally went on feetfinder.com and saw how easy it is? You started snapping photos already? Yeah. You didn't hear that click already? That's not yeah, positive. 
Yeah. So I'm talking about. Actually, actually, guys, this is my last day on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but you can follow me at. <laughs> That's subscribe funny. Subscribe or whatever they do. Well, you said you wanted to be. Um, what do you call it? You don't want people to know who you are. Yeah. So you're not going to give I guess out I could your do ad. both. Oh, you're right. Well, your, your, your face won't be in it. Just, just yeah, your feet, you're right. man. Just your feet. Yeah. I, I, uh, I probably would be much more excited. Mine is just due to the great products we've been getting from AEW. Mm-hmm. Had a hell of a Forbidden Door show this past Sunday. We'll talk about Collision after we get done talking about Forbidden Door. So if we didn't have those two big shows in the last week, I'll be jonesing probably for Money in the Bank. But I know it's going to be a good show. I'm just not that excited for it. And it's only because we've had so much awesome wrestling in the last few weeks. Hey, you know, this is actually a perfect transition to a question I have for you guys, because I got to be honest with you. I don't say it on this podcast. I don't think I've told you guys personally, um, maybe because as Rodija said, I just got a lot of things. I have a lot more responsibility than I had maybe six months ago, um, just with work, things of that nature. And I'm, I feel and sometimes I'm a little burnt out for the amount of wrestling that's on TV right now. I feel like it's just so much wrestling to try to stay on top of to where at times I feel like it's, it's, it's a chore to try to keep up with so much wrestling. And I think that I'm not alone in that regard. Cause I think that's what happens to with wrestling fans in general, just in my opinion, when we start getting tribalistic fans, because at a certain point in time, you know, if you have family and you have a career, things of that nature, like how much time do you really have to really consume all the wrestling? I think the people, they pick something, right? Like, that's how somebody like, hey, you know what? WWE is more of my style of wrestling. So I'm just going to really stick to WWE. I'll catch AEW here and there. Flip side, AEW fans might feel the same way. Hey, you know what? AEW gives me exactly what I need. I'll keep up with WWE when I can. I don't think there's many fans out there that sits and consumes all things wrestling, especially with the amount of wrestling that we have right now, because we're getting, as it is, you know, two to three to five hours of wrestling each and every night. So my question for you guys was, and I think we talked about it before, um, you know, if you had to choose WWE or AEW, like right now, right, with Vince, with his fingerprints all over the booty of the creative, you know, AEW's retooling their creative with the two different shows. If you had to pick AEW or WWE, which promotion would you follow exclusively? Exclusively, I would have to follow WWE because you have Roman Reigns. You have the greatest wrestler out right now. But Ooh. one thing I want to say really quickly is I do watch both. My problem, and I watch a lot of wrestling, and I actually love watching a lot of wrestling. The problem for me, though, a lot of times is just that I just can't remember certain things. So that's why like, when I watch a show, I have to write a lot of notes because – just these two extra collisions that we've had has thrown my mental brain into a, just a, a whirlwind of when was that? When is that? Even today I came on here like, what, what is today? You know, because it's, it was out of my pattern, but I, I do enjoy watching wrestling. Yes. I admit that there is a lot of wrestling, um, but I, I really enjoy watching a lot of wrestling. A lot of times it enjoys watching me sleep too, but <laughs> overall I, I love, I love watching wrestling. I wouldn't call it ever really a chore. Um, just, Outside of, I just really wish that I could retain a lot of the stuff that I see. And that's just because, again, what's going on in my own head. The chore would be if, if I didn't enjoy it. 
Like if the show sucked and you still got to watch it, like, man, fuck, we got to talk about mm-hmm. it on the podcast or if I got to write oh, like, something on it or something like that, then it's like, man, that was a chore. But if I'm watching and it's good, it's not a chore. Now, granted, I don't watch ROH. I don't watch Impact. Impact. Uh, those are probably, oh, I, I turned to WOW, Women's Wrestling on, had to be Saturday or Sunday. Not sure what day it was. I turned to it and watched about fifteen minutes of that. That was that was cool. But I'm like, Mm-mm. I just I can't I would watch I would, I I would say the last time wrestling. the chore was when like the two thousand seven eight nine around that time when I actually stopped watching wrestling for the most part just because it was just like the same old same old and it was it's just at that time it felt like a chore and I just didn't watch it and I I had a young child so that really took precedence over any extracurricular activity I did but. Other than that, again, I love wrestling. I just really wish I had minds like y'all that can retain, you know, yeah, at that money in the bank, that happened, that one. I can't even remember who was the main event on Collision without me going back to look at my notes. The, the, chore, for me, the chore for me comes is that there's so much of it. And I have such little free time. There's other things that I enjoy as well. Mm. I, I would say probably wrestling is my highest passion. There's other things that are right there. I, I love anime. I love mm-hmm. doing that. I, I love games. And I also love spending time with my kids, right? But I only have X amount of time to do all these things. So I'm like, oh, but I got to watch this. So, you know, so I keep up what's going on on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so, so, oh, I can't anime, watch that. So that's the chair. Is there like any, is there first run anime you watch? Like, is there anime that it drops Wednesday at 8 p.m. or is it, it comes out at midnight and you just watch it whenever... Well, the way I watch anime, and so, so I have like Crunchyroll is where I primarily watch it on. Um, now, it does drop at certain days um, during the week, but I, I usually watch most of it like on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday morning. Um, it just kind of depends on when I can actually get to it. Um, and the nice thing about anime is that it's only typically, because twi- like it's so on Crunchyroll, it's no commercials. So it's usually about a 20, 25 minute. And I could binge watch like four or five different shows like within an hour time frame and kind of get caught up so um it's a little bit easier to kind of keep up with that um thing but that's the chore for me like i said it's just like i feel like i have to watch it right but also there's other things i want to do too with the limited time that i have um but if you guys but what about you matt if you had to just watch one show over the other which would it be right now it has to be wwe because i'm so invested in the bloodline story now if you was to pull that story out Mm-hmm. I would have to really think. I would have to mm-hmm. really think. Because um, WWE is, is hotter than they have been. Man, I can't remember the last time, honestly, like this, where I've enjoyed the majority of shows concurrently. AEW's getting back there. AEW has a completely different energy over the last two and a half weeks than they have. I'm not trying to say it's all because of Punk. I think it has a lot to do with it. I think the timing of Forbidden Door has a lot to do with it. I just think they're set up to have a major summer. So, but if you pulled away the bloodline, I would have to really kind of think about that. With the bloodline, there's no hesitation. It would be WWE. Um, but then it's like, I mean, there's a lot. You know, you're talking about minimally four nights a week. Mm-hmm. If just watching AEW and WWE, minimally. If there's a pay per view, you're talking five yeah. nights. A week. Six, right? Because you know, it depends. If you count, Possibly. If you count the next season. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think somebody had put up, like, if you looked at from last Thursday to, like, next, or I guess until Saturday. 
there was like 11 days or something straight wrestling. <laughs> it's like, damn. The only time that, I mean, I used to play video games. I haven't, I, I cut my PS5 and Xbox One on for the first time a week ago in like three months. Hmm. So my gaming is basically non-existent now. Uh, I'm big into sports. So like Monday Night Football, there's times where I'll watch Monday Night Football and then I'll, I'll tape Raw and either watch it afterwards or watch it the next day. Uh, NBA playoffs was a killer trying to trying to figure that out because there was a lot of games on Wednesday and there were some games on, you know, Monday and, and Friday. Uh, but that's typically the only time that I have to kind of make a decision. Other than that, it's like, well, all right, Monday's for Raw, Wednesday's is Dynamite, now Saturday's for Collision, and, you know, Friday's is for, for SmackDown. You know, for me, honestly, basketball is kind of the one thing that's kind of went by the wayside mm. with all of the wrestling. Um, you know, I, that's the the decision I've made is I've watched wrestling and not basketball. Like, my basketball, I, don't, I mainly keep up with it just by watching the, the ESPN highlights at this point. I, don't, I can't watch the games because I just don't have the time to watch the games and then to watch all of the wrestling. And my only concern, too, sometimes with the amount of wrestling that we have is that we've never had so much of it as we have right now. Like, even back in the day, back in the heyday, you had Raw, right, which was two hours back in the day. Two hours. You had three hours of, of Nitro, and that was it, right? And it was mm-hmm. hot. It was first run. Like, now, it's not like – you think about anything that you want, anything that you love, basketball, football, anything included, right? It has a season, right? And they go hard for that season, and then you get a break from it. And then you're, you're one – you're left wanting more. Like, oh, man, I can't wait till the season start again. I can't wait to follow my team. What trade did they get? Or, hey, I can't wait to see the continuation from the story from uh, from last season on this show. Right? We never get that with wrestling because it's go, go, go almost every single day now. Like, right? We got something to watch almost every single day with no off season. And so this is which is why I also commend, like, the, the performers, the wrestlers, creative for – week after week trying their hardest to make entertaining shows with no off season with no downtime, right? That's amazing in itself. However, it doesn't give us as a viewers time to recalibrate and really appreciate what we're getting because we have so much of it. Um, Well, there's so much quality, so much quality. Like you, like back in the day, you used to watch TNA. I never, I didn't watch TNA. Because, I try to get because, you forever to get watch TNA, man. Yeah, because WWE was enough for me, right? I know you and I was talking a few days ago. You know, you were like, man, Vince is coming back. And I'm like, at this point, man, okay, whatever. If WWE starts back in its horrendous creative ways, I have AEW. Cool. I won't be invested that much then anymore in Raw and or SmackDown. But I, and I got Dynamite in Collision. And I think that's where a lot of tribalistic fans come from is you got burned by one of the companies before there's, yeah. there's some disdain in some of these folks brains and hearts. And I think it's okay. You got screwed over and now it's good. And now you got a little bit of hate because you say you don't watch it, but you want to watch, but you see how good it is. And so it goes in cycles, you know, like a, a few, a couple months ago, man, AEW was not the best weekend and week out. If you watched it on, on TV for those two hours, you say, okay, I was entertained, but there was, they left more, to be desired than not. And I think mm-hmm. that flipped really, really quick. More recently. And now we're in a position where it's like, man, they got some really good things going. We'll see if WWE flips the wrong way. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that they can do enough to where if Vince does have some bad ideas, 
they can still mask it or they can still work with it and have everything else be, you know, just as good. But that's why I'm okay with whatever happens. AEW goes back not being the best. Cool. I got WWE. WWE goes back not being the best. Cool. I got AEW. So that's that's the fun thing about watching both. So what's yours, Ishan? Uh, it was hard. Actually, I really enjoy Collision. I think I've went so far as to tell Matt the other day uh, and our friend Brandon, I said, I think that Collision is the second best wrestling show on TV. Just our two episodes. Um, I really felt that I love the pace of the shows, uh, the matches, the the talent on the shows. Um, the creative seemed a little more different than, than Dynamite. Um, I really enjoyed that show. But, you know... As Matt just said, you know, for about really after the punk situation, um, the shows for AW kind of went down a little bit to me. Uh, I, I feel like Rampage lost focus. Um, the shows seemed to lost focus. It seemed to be kind of going down the hill, whereas WE, right, without Vince, started going up. Um, so right now you got Vince all over creative, and I hate Vince. I, I, I just don't like him. I, I've he ruined my fandom for wrestling. Almost, he almost extinguished it. To be honest with you, I really disliked the shows under his watch. Um, the the what was it? The sucker and sucker tash, whatever he had Roman yeah, saying like, back in the day. That was the epitome yeah. of his, of his creative to me during that time period. Was that I just really didn't like it. Um, so with that being said, to kind of think that okay, maybe I'm gonna go back to getting that type of creative from him is kind of concerning, right? However, with AEW, I don't know what they were going on, you know, what happened six months ago with their programming. I don't necessarily want to get that either. Um, but I guess I've had to choose one. I guess I would say WWE. Uh, I know we're going to get good matches that make sense and mean something, right? Because the creative at times have always let me down, but the wrestlers inside that ring never have. Um, they've always produced great logical matches um from top to bottom um and they have a great roster of talent and it's free right i don't have to for the ple's uh well at least uh, i don't know because like i have xfinity um this is the last free month i have um so i guess i have to pay whatever i have to pay yeah you still have peacock. yeah you're talking five or ten dollars a month compared to fifty dollars a pop for yeah AW i think they had a promotion years. where you can get the year for 20 bucks or something like that so that's a heck of a deal, right? So I can spend 20 bucks and have a library of WWE content from the past and all POEs. I think that's a win. Whereas in AW, you know, I got to spend 50 bucks at least every couple months to follow their, their pay-per-views. In addition to their shows at times could be a little chaotic and that's not my style as a wrestling fan. So I'm going to go with WWE for better or for worse. Great well, you, you just talked about logical, great wrestling. I saw one of the best logical, great wrestling matches I've seen in a very long time. Came on this here platform and said that I thought that Kenny and Osprey would exceed Wrestle Kingdom in January. I personally think they did. Uh, I put out a, a poll on Twitter. 91% of people either gave the show excellent or great or good. So by far, huge props for that. Uh, give me, we don't have to run down the whole show because 
like I said last week, I think Forbidden Door is like an all-star game, you know, mm-hmm. so no point in like, whatever you guys want to talk about, we can talk about. For me, it was Kenny and, 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 and Will killed it. Um, we actually went back and watched it again last night. And man, that match was, it's incredible. And I, I get, I get to a point with Kenny where you watch that Kenny and you say, fuck man, that is a top, top guy in wrestling. And you can't wrestle that type of match every month. Not saying it needs to be that type of match, but I call it serious Kenny. The serious yeah. Kenny presentation intensity is unmatched. Can give anybody a run for their money in the wrestling business. That's that that he should be a he should be the guy in AEW. He should be the top person. The way Punk is kind of I don't want to say hey it's a collision thing and a dynamite thing, but right now we all know Roman's the top guy, and then you can argue who is two, three, and four. Right, we have that conversation. AEW really doesn't have that. They need a top guy, and I think Serious Kenny is by far a top guy. Now we'll see if he resigns. We know his and the Bucks contracts are up, and they haven't resigned yet. I think they're up in November. November or December is uh their end date. But damn, man, you just watch the match, the presentation, and you're like, ah, oh, if I could just get this type of Kenny consistently on dynamite man he he is a game changer he really is but what you guys think of the match you guys think it lived up to wrestle kingdom and then do you think it was better than the wrestle kingdom match i want to call that match perfection i mean just the synergy between both of them i haven't really (laughs) it's 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 almost not fair to give it like an a plus because it, it it was such a great match like this is what i think every single wrestler should use as, hey, this is when you know you made it, that you are at the top of the pyramid, you're at the top of the mountain. This is it here. It was perfect. In the match, and I told you, Matt, too, it wasn't that fast. And remember, I'm a fast spot, 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 spot here, spot there. I do believe that sometimes AEW don't sell as long as they should, but I'm sometimes okay with that. But this match was not slow, but it was well-paced, slower than my normal taste, and I still thought that this was perfection. That match was incredible. The intensity out of this world. And I'm, I think for me, when Kenny, when this whole AEW first started, and this was kind of my naivety and me and my ignorance, thinking that actually Kenny and them had actually more power of AEW than than what they really did. I was let down when Kenny, when they first started AEW, Kenny wasn't the man. Now I know he was hurt and I know he's been off almost a year to give his body back right. But I've always felt that Kenny was the greatest wrestler. And he needed he needed that to be shown and have that that actual like platform. But if I felt like he took a backseat to it when he came to AEW and it became a thing. But I'm happy that people are able to see Kenny like that because that is Kenny. Kenny is the greatest. So then, so are, are you saying then that that match is better than the Wrestle Kingdom? Because I knew you were really high on Wrestle Kingdom also. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I would say so. And, I, and the only reason why I'm saying that is because the match is slower than what I like usually in a pace of a wrestling match for my taste. And I still thought it was perfection. Mm. You know, I have a hard time uh, comparing matches like that. I, I don't honestly, I couldn't tell you which one, which match I like better. Cause I just don't really 
think that way. Because um, And also, I don't really remember the match <laughs> specifically to compare properly, right? Because this one's fresher in my mind. So it would be easier for me to say that, yes, this was a better match. Well, honestly, I don't remember the previous one, right? Um, and it also is a, it's a different type of build and what they do in these matches to tell, tell those stories, right? Um, but I will say it was a really good match, um, really hard-hitting match. Um, I was really excited for the match. I think, I think at that point... From an exhaustion standpoint, I was like almost at my limit, but the match itself wouldn't allow me to fall asleep. And that's how good it was. Cause I normally, I probably at that point probably would have started dozing off. Um, but it was so high intense and so good that it's kept my attention from bell to bell. Um, now when, when Okada and Brian started, man, I was like, you know what? This is a wrap. <laughs> like, yep. Oh, we got another yep. match. I got to yeah. cut this off. But that match held my attention. It was a really good match um, from bell to bell. So you have it at, so where would you put it then? Is that the match, the match of the year for you so far? You know what? I would have to get a list of matches and try to think about the match and how it made me feel in the moment. I have to kind of okay. think about it, to be honest with you. So, so are you really, really high on it? Do you think it was just a good match? Or would you say, no, that was probably one of the better matches I've seen in a long time? It was one of the better matches I've seen in a long time. Um, I just have a hard time, like, quantifying. Got you. Like, my excitement level of things, right? I got to – I think it's any of us, any people – and, like, for me, like, I think it's easy for you to say, get caught in the moment. Like, get caught in that moment and say, oh, this is the best ever, right? Because, of course, it is. Because right now, you're feeling the raw emotion of how you feel right now. Like, right. And that's kind of hard mm-hmm. to compare however you felt like two months ago or three months ago, whenever that was. Right. So I think recency bias always influences these type of decisions. I think it, I have to kind of get myself away from the emotions of this match and look at other matches that I might think were your match of your candidates and kind of compare them that way. Just for me. Got you. There was a lot of lot of conversation on the Tiger driver spot and how it shouldn't have happened. Um, it was too dangerous. Uh, Kenny could have been paralyzed. There was a lot. I thought it was a little over the top, kind of you know, discourse on it. Do you guys think that spot was that bad to have the of the amount of discourse on it, or do you think it was overreaction like I did? As long as the two of them agreed on it, then I'm okay with it. You know, I remember what I seen that. I remember seeing the spot. And so I'm like, again, I'm not a, a historian and I don't, I'm not a, a move guy either. Um, but I did recognize that spot when I saw it and I was like, Ooh, like, right. Like, so in the moment I went, <laughs> I went, Oh, you know, we all reacted right? for sure. Yeah, like, I, I remember yeah. watching it. I went, Ooh, but again, you know, I think this is pretty consistent with me. Like I didn't start thinking it, it didn't ruin my match to where I like, Oh my God. Kenny's gonna ruin his career. Stop! Turn it off. I don't want to watch anymore. This is ridiculous. I didn't have any of that feeling. I was like, "Oh, this is a really good. Ooh, that's a really nasty spot." Didn't that man just come back from like a a thousand and one injuries? Right? Like, didn't yeah. he just come back from like getting his whole yep. body surgery? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, good yep. lord! Right? Like, this man gonna be a mummy in another year from now. But I did think that for a split second. But I kept. I went right back to the match. I stayed in it, and I, it was still a great match. Um, but yeah, that's a. I said, that is a, I mean, look, I, wrestling itself is dangerous, right? It is. Like, I didn't, like, I took a half a bump in a ring and I like, ooch, like that hurt. Like, like these dudes is, is putting their bodies at risk on a daily basis, right? And these guys are trained and they should know their bodies. 
how they need to land and how they need to right. do certain things. I mean, we just saw Brian Danielson, you know, he injured his arm, right? It's broken or whatever. And I'm sure it wasn't a planned spot. And I'm sure it's probably on something less risky than what they did. So look, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to sit here. Elbow drop. Elbow Yeah. See, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to sit here as a fan who's not trained, right? Like, again, wanting to train and think about training is something totally different to actually being in there doing it. Like I'm not going to sit there and say what's career ending or any of that stuff right there, right? I'm going to trust that they know their bodies. They can they can take care of themselves. Um, but and for me, no. I, I think, I'm not going to say it was fine, but I, I wasn't that... Yeah, no, it was it was nasty. It was a nasty yeah. bump, but I didn't think it was as I couldn't believe just the the conversation. It was still going all the way up to yesterday. Like, all right, guys, enough. So like, were they complaining about the the headshots that Osprey was giving them? No, that was, was more, sick and that yeah, was sick was and nasty a, too. Yeah. All yeah, over, the, and over, the, the and over and over and over and over again. Was physical. Yeah. <laughs> the entire yeah. match was physical. These dudes, not just in that match, but you look at the entire card on a consistent basis in that company. These dudes are hitting these dudes, hitting themselves as hard as they can. This yeah. is one thing we talk about. I listen to older wrestlers wrestle. I mean, talk about wrestling, right? We didn't have a problem with how matches were back in the day, right? When we talk about in the 90s and et cetera. We didn't think to ourselves as fans like, oh, this is fake. This is funny. It doesn't look real. Like, but these guys were working, right? They were pulling punches. They weren't hurting each other. They were saying back in the day, like, no, Kane and a Bret Hart took care of guys. And it was a, like, it was a, it was easy matches. But for me as a fan, it looked like they're hurting each other, right? These guys looked like they were hurting each other. These guys are legit hurting each other nowadays, like, right? Like, if it looked like it hurt, it probably hurt, right? Yep. And this is happening. On every we, every we, epi- every episode, every episode of AEW, you're mm-hmm. seeing these guys doing these dangerous spots, right? So now we, this is the the these wrestling community nerds, y'all put your hands up about everything, man. Look, move on. All right, if you're gonna complain about that spot, complain about the entire company, because what are you watching? Because I see some dangerous shit happen minute after minute on these shows. Oh, every so, show, Raw, SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I mean, wrestling is dangerous. Yeah, when Absolutely. I saw it, I was like, "Man, that's a nasty move." But I and it was kind of like, "Okay, that was like where I left it at." But then just see people yeah. going crazy on it. All right, so we're all on the same page. Um, yeah. So Dan Bryan Brian Danielson broke his arm. He's out now. They're saying first they said six to eight weeks. And I'm like, "All right, still got a shot at all in and all out." And then Bree comes out and says the break was worse than they thought. Looked like a straight clean break from the X ray. But that's so a now good thing, right? Uh, Doesn't that mean well, that it can heal better if it's a clean but break? But it may be longer, though. Got it. So it could be that if it's a clean break, we don't need surgery, but you can be out longer than we thought. Got mm-hmm. it, got it, got it. So we don't know now what that looks like. But we, we I'm sure he was going to be involved in blood and guts. I'm okay with him not being in, in blood and guts. But just from a selfish perspective, because All Out being in Chicago, I did want him at All Out. Hopefully he can make All In. I'm sure that was something that he really wanted to do. Him tapping out. Okada was on nobody's bingo card. Whoa. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I'm sure Okada's get his get back at Wrestle Kingdom in January. But as of right now, that was a shocker. That was an absolute yeah, was. shocker of, of, a, of a finish. It, it, it was for the tap out. And it seemed kind of almost out of nowhere. Now I, mm-hmm. I kind of understand why I didn't know he was yeah. injured. Brian was injured in that match. So it kind of makes sense. It was so funny too, man, because I was watching and I even said before the submission finish came, like, why is Brian selling his arm? I, I, I said it out loud. 
And I was just like, why is Brian selling? This doesn't make sense. And now we know it wasn't a sale. Yeah. It was broken. <laughs> for real. Um, so for shout real. out to him for, for finishing the match. Anything else yeah. off of Forbidden Door you guys want to mention? We just got to give honor to the that four-way international con- championship match with all three belts. But all the four and... people and my boy, Danny Garcia. You take uh you take the main event out and Kenny and Osprey. Yep. That was the match of the night for me. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Rhodesia mentions it is talking about Danny Garcia. Like for me, I thought <laughs> Zach Um Saber really started in that match. Uh, he looked yeah. great. Yep. He looked he looked great from a wrestling standpoint. Like he a lot of his maneuvers, submissions, it was some good work from that guy. Everybody shined. If you think oh, about yeah, it. Shibata yeah. looked great. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy. We definitely got to have a conversation about him at the end of the year on where he, he is on the rest of the year. Yeah, he's the he honestly, you know, this might go into this next question. Workhorse. He he's the best champion in AEW to me. I mean, he's you know from a storyline character perspective and his matches they are phenomenal. Because you, you mentioned that uh, you know just a little while ago that you thought that AEW needs a top guy. You don't think MJF is the top guy? Oh, I do, but we don't see enough. We don't see enough of him to be that guy. When I say top guy, I'm talking Roman, Cena, Austin, Punk, Taker, like all those. I named everybody who was in WWE. If you go NJPW. Kenny, when he was there, Okada, uh, Naito, Tanahashi, you know, those were like your top, top guys. MJF is, of course, a fan. <laughs> Everything he does is great. He was so good on Dynamite. He he stole every scene that he's in. Like, you give him anything, and he kills it, man. Like, hopefully for Tony's sake, this whole January 2024 thing is just a, a gimmick and a storyline, and he... Has re he has him resigned because if he does not, and he goes to WWE, that is going to leave a massive void in AEW. So I'm hoping that does not happen for Tony's sake. But um, if MJF was a face, then I would say yes, he's the face of AEW. It's it's kind of hard to have like that type of heel as the face of your company. Mm, Cause I I was a little surprised because you know he's he's the next guy we've so he's the next guy up he has all the potential he has the in ring ability he has the promo he has the character he has the it factor we we I thought we said that he was the next guy so to kind of hear that you're still kind of questioning that was kind of had to had to ask you um, I kind of I kind of get what you're saying a little bit because um, you know this going into dynamite you know he's in this uh, feud with with Adam Cole and I think I like their on screen chemistry Mm -hmm. and what they're doing right Mm -hmm. but didn't we just have a similar storyline with mjf befriending sammy yes every right every no everybody he's going (laughs) against he does this started like with jericho when they were doing the 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 date or the dinner that they had so the song and dance they did but this is the the difference the difference on this one though well the difference on this one is he was forced into this with the blind eliminator the other ones it was his idea Mm-hmm. to befriend him so that's the difference if like that was his idea this one he didn't want anything to do with him allegedly and now he's trying wait to make a minute. it work Let, on wednesday 
it was his idea to get the the truck and them to go out and have a a night on the town, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because this is I'm saying they're already in a team. Is what I'm saying because they're they're in a team, so we might as well make it. My just, my hope is he doesn't turn on him week one. Give me some weeks of this. That's that's all I hope. And I loved how smart Adam Cole's segment was when um with Roddy. what's his name right when Roddy. Roddy was like, "Hey man, you sure you want to say that?" <laughs> and he's like, "Man, he's not. He don't watch this show." Like <laughs> I, I, th- I thought that was really really good. I thought that was really really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it just seemed like for like from a storyline perspective, a lot of his because I think MJF has a lot of influence on his creative, which I think all the wrestlers do. They have their own, uh, have a lot of input on in what they're doing on the TV, and I think a lot of his storylines kind of run together um, creatively. They do. Yep. And that's the one knock I think we have on Dynamite more so with him is that a lot of his storylines seem similar. It's these. I'm befriending the guy, then I'm gonna turn on the guy at some point, right? We know that's coming, or it's gonna be some kind of, you know, stages of Jericho where they have to wrestle X amount of matches in order to get a match from him, and we kind of know where that's going. So for me, I was like, I was like, ah, we get another rerun, but at least, like, you know, it's with a better cast. I think Adam Cole was kind of playing a little bit differently. He said, like, look, I like you said, I already know this is going. I'm just playing along. Right, right. So, like, this see them going back and forth because you know, because Adam Cole <laughs> himself is a very strong on air character as well. So, yep, it was really good, man. Um, so back in the day, we used to talk about you know, hey, in the in the in the corporate world, you give somebody feedback, and you got something you need to say that isn't the best, call it a shit sandwich, right? You give them the good. Mm-hmm. We gave them the good. Tom about Forbidden Door, how great show was. End with the good. We're going to end with the good. When I'm going to pronounce myself as the collision guy. Then you got to put the shit in the middle. Oh, what's the shit? Dynamite. Dynamite feels like a completely different company than collision. But that's not For the fair. bad reasons. Oh, God. I'm going to just give it to you real quick. If I see Chris Jericho cut himself one more time. I'm fucking going to stop watching Dynamite. Can you please set up to where when it's time for him to blade, we move the camera away <laughs> from him? This is that, that, immersive that happens experience. every It's an immersive experience. Week. It's immersive. That production team, you got to get it together. I was so hyped. Show starts. Excalibur lays out for the pyro. Yeah, I pop in the like- house. Hell yeah, Excalibur. That's what I'm talking about, man. Don't talk over the pyro. And then immediately, I see misses in the production. They're missing poses. And this happens mm-hmm. significantly on a, a damn near a weekly basis. They miss spots in matches. They miss poses. They miss... And these are things that are they are pretty significant to the story they're trying to tell. There, there was a spot when Claudio ran in and William Yuta, they, they did their thing and they're beating them down. I think Yuta hit somebody with a hell of a move. Completely off camera. Why do you not have the wide shot when you have that many people in the ring? It's beyond me. So that bothered me. Me seeing Mox cut himself, I'm like, dude. I mean, not Mox, but well, Mox did it too. But yeah, uh, did Jericho, I, I was like, this can't keep happening every single week. Where are the conversations? Do we not watch the show and then have notes for follow-up for production and say, hey, guys, we missed this, we missed this, we missed this. Let's make sure that we get it next time. I 
I know before they didn't tell the camera people in production what they were going to do. They kind of just did what they wanted to do. I don't know if that's changed yet. And I don't want it to be cookie cutter. I don't want them to have to go through significant rehearsals and all that kind of stuff, but they got to figure that out. Like, like it's been, it's been, it's going on four years now. We can't continue to have that. Um, I don't really like the pacing of the show on dynamite last night after Sting damn near fucking killed himself. He's laying in the ring after Jericho taps. As soon as he taps, we got Excalibur rushing to the finish. They go off the air with both of them laying out. If that's the last thing you want me to see is Sting laying out, cool. I'm sure that wasn't the case. And they actually went over, I think, about two minutes. They just rush so much. As soon as a match is over, they don't talk about what just happened. They don't give me the final thing I should be thinking about. They're right on to the next segment. And that doesn't happen on Collision. So for some people, I'm sure they love the fast pace of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Somebody who appreciates the art form of wrestling, I hate it. I'm getting to a point where I hate the pacing of it. They move too fast. Slow down. Once something major happens, give me time to digest it. Give me a summary. Give me a recap over commentary. Then move on. But you can't be moving on to a, the next thing when the person who just won Interest music is still playing. No, I mean, like, that doesn't work. And we don't, th- thankfully, we don't get that on Collision. So whoever is the, the creative director of Collision or has that ear of Tony to say, hey, we need to do this differently on Saturday, bravo, thank you so much. Please continue it. But now they have some good things on, Dynam- on Dynamite. No, no, because I, I re- you up here just, tra- just trashing dynamite. No, I, I, I did. I enjoyed Mox and Ishii. I, I enjoyed the opener. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I loved Renee and getting uh, yes. into Mox mm-hmm. and, and uh, Eddie's yep. face because that yeah. gave like kind of like that. Oh, this is real mm-hmm. type type feel. She I said, "You better figure it that. out." Yeah, because we've never seen her act like that on camera. Nope. Except for well, when we don't we, we don't see them interact. We don't see John Correct. and Renee interact because actually, yep. you know, uh, Katrina was watching it with me. And I mentioned her, like, we don't see them interact very often. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's true. I'm like, what do you mean that's true? Like, you don't watch the show <laughs> enough to know if it's true or not. <laughs> hey, what if Katrina um, actually is watching all the shows? Like, why when you're asleepy, Sean, can, she goes back and actually well, starts I, playing I, and I watching I think she it. watches all of them while, while we do the podcast. She just doesn't tell him. Oh, <laughs> that would okay, be, yep. be, be something. That would be <laughs> something for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, real quick, two other things that I'll, I'll give to you guys. I really enjoyed the stare down with Claudio and Eddie. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. The entire match, just staring at each other. And the cameraman did do a good job of getting that. So shout out to you guys for not missing that piece. Uh, and then I, I enjoyed Ruby's promo. Ruby needs more promo time. Because uh, I thought she did a really, really good job after that match. But um, I thought Jungle Boy was a miss. His promo wasn't Ooh. the best. Uh, and Rodiz, I'm going to give you your opportunity right now. Because you were oh. upset. When he, he I dropped did. the, he dropped the, what did he say? Uh, he didn't call her the baddest bitch. What did he call her? Oh, he I'm did. Still, he got like the that. baddest he bitch. He said, I got the baddest bitch. And I was like, yeah. oh, we no, just he said, don't I'm still, do no, that. I think he said, I'm still dating banging. the ba- ba- banging, no, dating, banging, whatever. Banging, yeah, I don't banging. care what he said. He can say a dick down. I just don't like the word bitch. Don't, don't say the bitch. Don't, unless we're in the bedroom and it's just the two of us. Don't say bitch out loud in the public when you referring to your woman ever. Even Sorry. though he's a heel and he's trying to show his heel is. 
No. He was ways. Hey, well, so he already was... got the banging part. He said, I'm still hey, banging the hottest chick. It's nothing wrong saying that. say that, uh, Rhodesia. Just a side note real quick. You know, back in my younger days, right before I was married, I had this girl. And, you know, you know, during special time, she wanted me to call her a B. And that's not, I don't call women bees. So she was See? like, she kept, she kept saying, say it. Oh, you can't take that back, Ishan. No way. And I got to see your face and how you just My guy could not win. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I couldn't do it during sexy time. <laughs> so you ain't no. never do it? See, all right, so now you got to finish the story now. So she's still, so y'all getting it in, right? And she says, hey, I need you to say that word. And you, 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 you stuck at B, right? You, <laughs> no, he said, but, 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 did you ever get it out? Like, would you, got, you just, uh, what, what I happened? Like, I was like, bitch. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Damn. Where's that man? I need that Ron Simmons drop. Damn. Mm. Oh God. All right. So we know if E was ever to become a heel in wrestling, he ain't saying it. I didn't have a problem with it, but I know Rhodesia was pretty passionate about it. Yeah, I can't um, stand that. Don't do that. Don't yeah. do that at all. What, what else? What did you guys think of Dynamite? I'm guessing you guys were nowhere near as critical as I was on those pieces. but <laughs> Not in the slightest. It's like and when like you get it. Collision, and Collision to me, I said it as soon as it started. We got that incredible video package before the show. I think I even tweeted like, all mm-hmm. right, maybe time to say Collision's the A show. About halfway through that show, I was like, yep, I'm a, I'm a Collision guy. By the end of the show, I was like, "Collision may be all I need from AEW." I, I'm that high on that show. We'll see what this week looks like. I think they're actually taping tonight as we pod, um, so it will be a tape show. I'm gonna try to go out my way of not seeing spoilers. Wait, still gonna so be on Saturday. So their third week, they're already not live. Yeah, they had it because they didn't couldn't get the building, so they still had the building from last night. No. So we'll see what now the show looks like after Forbidden Door. Uh, but collision gives me everything I need. No, I'm with you on that. I mean, that's why I, I text you guys because again, I'm like I, Saturday, Saturday nights is not a, a, a night of wrestling for me. So when we started doing these pods on Sunday, I guess you know I'm have to wake up in the morning and watch collision for the night because for me it's an afternoon treat on Sunday. Well, we're gonna be doing pods that afternoon, so I'm gonna change it up. However. It is. I mean, I like every single thing they're doing. I, I love those uh, those intro promos that they had, right? It remi- kind of remind me like some back in the day promos. Saturday you know, main kinda, event, man. You know where you said, yes. Matt, exactly. I just want to say Saturday Night Main Event. It reminds me of a little quick bang, bang promo real quick to kind of get you into it. Um, I feel like they give each match and moments much, much more time, mm-hmm. right? I, I, like the show doesn't seem like it's like it's been barred with a lot of things happening all at once, right? It's it, they give the matches, the moments, time to kind of sink in, and I love that. And then when you watch Dynamite, it's just not there for me. For me, and it's the people. I, if you think about the wrestlers that's there, this is their style, um, and this this is what you're going to get from that style of wrestling. Um, for me, you know, we talked about Jungle Boy, and I said like, oh, is he going to be heel? I'm, I was kind of worried about that because this is the guy I listened to the guy in an interview because like I like so if anybody out there is a is a 2K19 modder 
Like, it was a very time-consuming process. So to get these mods into the game, it took sometimes 15 minutes or so to actually get a character, or more, to get into the game. So if you had a bunch of characters like I did, like I would wait till the weekend to install all these characters. Sometimes it take me hours to get them all into the ring. So I would watch a lot of YouTube videos. I listen to a lot of interviews from these wrestlers. And um, Jungle Boy, I'm not sure if Renee Burkett was interviewing him, or it may have been somebody. I think it might have been Renee. And he said that he doesn't like doing promos. He wishes he doesn't have to do them. Um, he said they're, they're trying to make him do more, but it's not, it's not something that he enjoys doing. So I'm like, uh. So this is from a guy who a year or so ago didn't want to do promos. Now he's going to be a heel where he's going to have to do promos. And he, he, he repeated that a few weeks ago. He said it again. He said it again? That he's not comfortable doing promos and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and that was just. Well, he's going to have to figure ago. that out. He's going to have to figure it out. He's going to have to go through the the reps and get it out. Yeah, but and here's and, and the thing is, from a guy who doesn't want to do promos, you can tell like if he's going to be a hell character, he's going to have to pull something out of himself that he kind of holds back, right? Because that's those are the best characters as a hill. It's just an amped up version or an evil version of yourself, right? I don't know from what I've heard from him that he has that side of him that he can he's willing to bring out or can bring out. And what I saw on Wednesday, I like this dude need a manager. <laughs> you know, he didn't sound bad. Like his his verbiage wasn't bad. You know, it's just he just didn't have it. Mm-mm. Everything he said. If you if say say if we didn't listen, we read the transcript. You may mm-hmm. get done reading that transcript and say, damn. All right, Jack Perry cut a hell of a promo. Okay, yeah. cool. But then when you you saw the delivery and you heard it, you're kind of like, oh. And hey, give him time. Of course, give him time. Yeah, I'm not saying like he's is. dead That's in the water. It's not DOA. Hey, look, but it, it was it was it was the presentation too. He came out in a little leather jacket. He had he a little. He looked just like Christian. His like his outfit was like the the black underside under turtle. But no, but with the brown but jacket. It, it, like, it, like he got the he went to Walmart and got the Christian uniform instead <laughs> of actually going to the Christian store though. Like, right? And we I know brother got money. He comes from a family with money, right? So it's just this, the presentation isn't there. The cadence isn't there. Like, this is what I'm like, oh, man, this is what we're going to get from Jungle Boy. I don't know if I want that from Jungle Boy. Like, put him back with Christian. <laughs> like, for me. But, I would uh, say yeah, that. I, I'm, he'll, he'll be fine, I'm okay. I'm okay with he'll, everything he'll he did last night. I'm okay with it all. He's, it seems like he was nervous. It seems like he's not comfortable in it. You can clearly see it. And he, it'll get better in time, I mean. He's going to have to learn how to get good on a mic. I mean, right. that's the industry that he is in. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're a pillar. Especially now as a pretty boy Hill. Got to yeah. use that mouth, man. Yeah. That, 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 that's that's going to be your money now going forward. It's mm. going to be your money. Uh, what else? Did you guys, uh, anything else from that show? I just won the BCC attacked um, the elite at the end of the show. I like that, of course, but I was just—I was kind of like sad because that wasn't with, the end of the show. That should have been the end of the show. What was at the end of the show? End of the show was Sting. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. Oh, yep. Sammy. Um, sorry. And anybody care about the pain maker? No. I was actually a little bit mad at his mask, but I was like, let me just let me like not be, get on my soapbox. Let me just calm down a little bit. It's just a, Go ahead. a mask. Tell, tell tell everybody why you were mad at his mask. Because it was a black face mask. I didn't like it's it. It's not a black face mask. It was a Jabberwocky's mask that was black. Okay, black well, I was like, I was like, that's a black. I was like, what? Is a, what? I, I, I have to think about my it. My man I from like Double it. or Nothing who was uh, singing the, <laughs> the, the music was blackface. That was a blackface guy. <laughs> Don't 
No, you're right. Not you're right. I take that back. I take that back. I take yeah. that back. Point, wait, point is that what I was just saying, um, the last part of what I saw of Dynamite that I remembered before I fell asleep was the um, BCC. And it's just sad. I mean, I always hate seeing people get injured, especially when you're hot. You know, and so now that Brian's not going to be down with them. Granted, he's a lot of times been like the commentator when a lot of them jumps, dump-ins happen. But I was a little bit sad. I'm like, where is BCC going to go from here? I mean, I guess they still can be the trios, but well, I was blood a and guts. Sad. They're still doing blood and guts. Yeah. Hey, but yeah. Rhodesia, we, Rhodesia, we're not going to talk about your boy Danny G twerking on uh, Keith Lee's back like that? Oh, we ain't going to talk about that? You do realize that I have a TFW moment of the week ahead of me, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's what it was. My bad. I, I, done, ruined, I done ruined it already. No, I, I, I think the TFW moment of the week is somebody getting in Keith Lee's ear and said, "Dude, figure out how you look. Go go get your hair black black, and show everybody who you' supposed to be." He oh, wait a minute now. You said that you, was, you said he was fine as 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 the as the as the grandpa. You said that was fine. <laughs> he was fine as the grandpa. Fine, fine. No, oh, so he, we need him as a star. And I still don't know if he's gonna get to a star at all, but but he still had somebody gyrate on his back. That's still don't like, black hair, gray hair doesn't matter. <laughs> and then it's he still not it. that good. <laughs> Do you remember that spot? No, exactly. So how can you say it wasn't that good? <laughs> she, you don't know how she, they got there. She, she, you don't know she got how what she needed. <laughs> she got what she needed, man. She got what she yep. needed. Man, I saw oh, the gyration. That matter. I just saw the twerk, and I'm like, let's go. Oh God. That's insane. You know what I think I'm gonna do the next time I watch maybe Collision. Well, next time I gotta, I can't be going to work the next day. But the next time I watch Garcia's match, I think I'm gonna take shots every time he gyrates. I thought you was gonna say like, you know, what I'm gonna do next time I watch wrestling. I'm actually gonna pay attention so I can talk about it the right way. <laughs> what do you do? No, you go to talking about taking shots because Garcia. <laughs> Whatever, man. As long as you open up that that. That uh message I sent you about feedfighter.com. You can do whatever you want to. Oh, <laughs> we Lord. all be but, paid. But do you know how much people pay just for feet picks? Now, this is a shoot. Just for feet picks. I didn't I didn't think this was a, a real thing to I do some research on it. I mean, we all could be retired. People do like feet, but let me tell you, I, I I don't like feet. I don't I don't get the the appeal. It's not my thing. But hey, I gotta ask you guys a question though. So, like um, we're seeing these uh these ratings for collision and these ratings for dynamite. I'm just really surprised by these ratings. We got Punk back, right? We got Collision, which are great shows. And this is the thing I, I told you guys before. I, I my concern was that I wish that Collision was on a different night during the week. I wish honestly, I wish they could swap Dynamite and Collision if they if if they could. Um, I think it's a stronger show is the better show. Um, I, I just think that I don't think that show is going to do well on a Saturday night. They lost what three hundred thousand people. However, like I said, we don't know what expectations are for that show. Right, five hundred thousand, four hundred thousand might be huge for them in that time slot. I don't know what they were getting in the time slot before, so that's probably double, triple what they were getting. But the significant drop off. We had another after Forbidden Door, so after a quote unquote hot show with a match of the year candidate, right? Fans don't tune. Now all of them they don't tune in the next week to see the follow up from that. Right, and I guess I'm I'm not sure if they advertise Jericho and Sting in that main event, but that wasn't enough to get people to tune in. It's just a little concerning sometimes as a fan. I've I've always thought as AEW, like man, how does this company, how can they grow their audience, or how can they maintain 
their current hardcore audience, right? Because they have so many fans there that, that come in and go out, come in, and you don't always know what's doing it, right? There's, there was nothing on TV on Wednesday night, you know, that, that would distract them from watching the show, but they didn't watch. So what do you what do you think, Matt Rhodesia, about like these ratings? Are you concerned for the company? I'm not a ratings person, so I don't think I'm educated enough to speak on that. I'm going to say, am I word for the company? No, I'll say that much. No, because you still, again, I still don't know what their anticipation is for these shows. Excellent. That's all I got on that. That's all I got on it. I just, I literally said, I am not a, a, like a ratings person. I know nothing about how that translates when y'all talk about the demo, the, per, the preferred demo, the All you know is gyrations, male. right? Exactly. You know is gyr- <laughs> like, seriously. That's a million it. people right. watched in the first segment, a million watched in the back well, segment. Well, actually, speaking that of, really that's, that's what I was going to say. So, uh, the first segment did get 963,000 viewers. So, I mean, they, they, they turned dropped. it on and they turned yep. it off. Well, they watch mm. EC and Mox, and if really they got what they came for, or they didn't get what they came for. Point is, nine sixty three started. I think it was. That's a big number. Well, that's that's a, a really that's big a, number. That's a big number. That's a huge yeah. drop. Then, wow. I don't. Yeah, like, to be honest, I don't really care about the ratings uh, because I'm seeing other things you can point to that show that business is up. You saw what they did with Forbidden Door sales. They actually said that I think Forbidden Door did fifteen percent higher pay per view buys. Than the previous one, that's a big deal. You know, they typically were hovering around at 130, 135. I think this one is closer to 160 preliminary, so it could be higher than that. We see that the ticket sales since Punk's comeback has elevated. I think the show tonight started by having like 763 tickets sold. They announced Punk, I think it went to 1,000. I think they finished tonight at either four or 5,000 tickets sold. That's significant. Wembley, we know they're going to hit over 65,000. So, like, I'm not worried at all whatsoever because I, I don't know what they think our expectations is. Oh man, you got a new show. You need to be hitting X amount of hundreds of thousands of people. TNT maybe say, Hey, you get us 400,000. We love it. We're good. You give us 500,000. You walking on water. So like for me, it's hard to say. I do know that the company that typically puts the ratings out, they came out this week and said like, Hey, they're done with that. We'll still get to hear ratings, but I guess it won't be as in-depth and it won't be as timely as we were before. And they gave a lot of information around because it's an archaic formula now. It's not it really showing as much as, you know, because of DVR and things of that nature, et cetera, et cetera. So no, I don't, I don't look at that at all. I look more at ticket sales. That that's for me has always been my indicator for anything. If I want to know how hot somebody is in music, let me see what last tour they went on and what was the ticket sales. Sports, hey, they sell out. How many, you know, tickets they sell compared to last season or last game? Same thing on wrestling. All right, let's see what they did last time they were here. When Dynamite was here last week, they actually sold more tickets for that show than they did the show in November. And that was coming off of Collision, which they did 6,600 sales or whatever it was, 6,600 people. So when I look at that, I say, all right, well, they're, they're, they're in a pretty okay spot. I think the days of us wanting them to rival WWE in regards to ratings is not a thing anymore. They've picked their niche. They've picked their path and they are going to ride down that hardcore path and give us hardcore fans what we want, when we want it, 
how we want it and not worry about trying to get anybody new to tune in. And it's working for them. I mean, hell, another million dollar gate for Forbidden Door. That that niche of hardcore fans who know who those NJPW people are tuned in. They went to the show, million dollar gate. Fantastic. They're, you're just not going to get Sarah or Susie or Bob or Jaron who watched Roman Reigns on a Friday to tune in after Money in the Bank Saturday to watch Collision. That just ain't happening. Makes sense. You know, I'm going to take a little editorial control on the pod. I think we should go ahead and start wrapping up. We're about almost two hours in, guys. Like, hey, if you love this content, you're going to get a lot more of it. All right? We ain't going nowhere. And thank you for uh, for being, being on this ride with us. But I do want to tell you guys quick thing. On Big How Daddy you going to wrap it up and then say you got something else to say? Yeah, because I got a last <laughs> thing. We got to get to it. We got to get to it. On Big Daddy birthday, AEW Fight Forever was released on Big Daddy birthday. And shame on you, Tony Khan and AEW Games, for not giving Big Daddy a review copy or an advanced copy. Shame on you. They did, man. They just they just don't think you're Big Daddy. They looked at you and they were like, this can't be the guy. This guy is like 5'6", 110 pounds. There's no way this is the person that goes by Big Daddy. They gave it to somebody else. If you'd have just said it was you, hey, E, my name is E. Shine, man. I, I, I would love to get your game. I guarantee you would have got a code. But you out here talking about some Big Daddy, they couldn't find you. See, first, first of all, I'm 5'9", and 5'11 in the game, okay? <laughs> love it. Love it. But, but real quick, so I got um, the game itself, it looks great graphics it looks really great and that's coming a long ways from where I, the original um views of the game graphics look great sound is amazing um those are the first things i noticed gameplay wise i'm still kind of figuring out um but it does really remind me of the no mercy engine so for fans that um like that engine um it does definitely remind me of that um the soundtrack is amazing um you you get to hear the claim rap uh swerve and his homeboy, I forget his name right now, is heavily on, on the on the soundtrack. And I think the game is pretty pick-up-and-play friendly. It's something that anybody can kind of pick up and have fun with. Um, but I wish they put a little more emphasis on the presentation, primarily the interests. Um, the interests are about seven seconds. Um, so you get some great interest music. Uh, interests seem like they're pretty cool. Like Kenny Omega's uh, specifically, they have the his variation of his interest from back in the day. We had the girls coming out dancing. You don't really get to see the girls dance that much because they're really zoomed into his face. So you don't really get to experience that. I wish they kind of put more emphasis in that. Um, outside of the core gameplay and graphics, there's not much to the game. It's kind of bare bones. Mm. Um, while I haven't played the career mode, um, I heard this hit or miss. Um, but there's a guy I follow. His name is Justin B. He designed it. Um, he's designed the 2K games back in the day. So I'm sure I'm going to like it when I actually go to play. But I heard it's only a couple of hours. Um, the creator wrestler is extremely limited. It's extremely bare bones. Um, they have a host of like interest music and themes, right? They even have interests from like Roman Reigns, uh, Shinsuke, but you can't really create any of them. Um, they have like the interest music on all the variations of Brandy Rhodes in the game, which is cool. Hey, Brandy had some bangers back in the day. Like I'm listening to this music. I'm like, oh, this stuff is hitting. Right. But you can't really create her. Um, cause there's like four face templates for guys and for girls in the game. So you can't really do anything. You can't morph your person. So you, you're not really going to grow the game with that. 
Um, and because of the lack of features and depth and, lim- and the limitations of the game, I have a hard time thinking that this game in its current state is anything more than, you know, it's a great game. You pick up and play every now and then. You play with friends. I don't think it's very much replayability right now as is, which is a shame. Um, I know there's some scuttle booty online that they're going to add features and modes later on down the line, but they haven't clearly um, shown us a roadmap of how this game is going to be updated or if it's going to be updated beyond just the DLC that they've already announced. So that's kind of up in the air. Um, But if you're looking for a game that sounds good, looks good, and plays good, but... You know, you just want to play a couple matches. I mean, this is going to be your game. So for me, I'm going to give it a, out of one out of 10, I'm going to give it a 6.5. And that's Big Daddy's easy rating on two, on EAEW, right forever. So one quick question on that. What would you compare that to? Like any previous games, like No Mercy? What would you say? Oh, it was definitely a spiritual successor to No Mercy. Um, but I okay. think in every way, right? Like the game limitations and scale is something from 20 years ago um especially like that creative player it's it's not any more robust than you would have found 20 something years ago which is kind of to be to be honest that's kind of unacceptable for a game in in 2023 um but if you want to pick up and play fun multiplayer game um i think it's kind of like a a mario party game it's something that you know you bring the homeboys and homegirls over y'all want to pick up and play a game real quick have some fun and get right into a game, you can do that. Um, but I don't think it's something that anybody's going to be playing, you know, in a month or so from now, to be quite honest with you. There's not enough in the game that's going to bring you back. How many how many hours have you played the game? Actually played the game, not deal with creative anything, actual hands-on oh, let me, playing. Let me, let me tell you something, brother. You, If you go to create a player, you're going to be in it for like five minutes. <laughs> you can't, you're, not, you're not gonna, <laughs> you you're not gonna be, yeah, you, you're gonna be in it for five mm. minutes. So, I didn't, I didn't waste that much time in that mode. Like, you know, in, in WE2K, yes, I could spend hours in that mode trying to tweak my guy, but this one, nah, you're gonna be in there for maybe five minutes. Um, for, I've played probably <laughs> three or four matches that is, I had to take big day nap time. Oh, that's it, yeah. I, I man, you look, just spent fucking yeah. eight minutes talking about something you played four <laughs> matches of. And you was trying to shut us down, even though I ain't had nothing else. Man, just because it's your birthday don't mean you can just take the thing off the rails, as usually happens at the end of the show. This man spent more time talking about the game than he's played the game. <laughs> Let that sit in. Well, no, I TFW said I moment, Look, TFW moment of the week. Eshan, it is your birthday. I'm going to allow you, sir, the honor and the privilege to give your TFW moment of the week. Happy first. birthday. Um, my TFW moment was seeing Keith Lee back. Right, he's making, he making this up. Look at him. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no way. There's no way he had that. Is there's no way he had that going into look, this show. We we gonna pause the show. We had an because... incredible forbidden door. We had an awesome collision. We had a pretty strong raw. We had some really good things on Dynamite. <laughs> this man is about to say Keith Lee because he put die in his head as his moment. Or he led Garcia gyrate on him. Here's the thing. You, you may be big, a little big you know, daddy come to point, big daddy feel, come to work on his birthday. About it's it's, it's eleven it's eleven thirty. Me talking about the females. I don't feel bad about none of that now. You've talked more about Garcia gyrating than me and Eshan combined have talked about all the women in their beautifulness on these shows. So we are but not y'all even. Yes, you know, no, y'all subject their bodies. 
that's how y'all do it. And you know, how we have never subjected their bodies platform. You know, let me take that back. Let me take that back. That is a lie. What I'm saying is that you refer to how great they are and how great they look based off of their body shape. I've never said anything about Danny Garcia body shape. I just said I love his I love his gyration. We've okay. never said that. Right. Ishan okay. Tiffany okay. was saying right. no, no. somebody Go looked ahead. incredible. I'll double down on it. But we did you never see what she had comments. on? Did you see what she had on? Or oh, hold up, hold up. By Anna J, the shirt is fitting for her. That her new shirt that she had. I could pull the receipts out. I mean, you can pull that up. We didn't. We didn't create that shirt. Ishan okay. didn't spend time exactly on Fight Forever she making had. that shirt in the game. Okay. She made that. Let's, shirt. let's go. TFW moment shirt. of the week. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But I, I do want to say that on Big Day birthday, I show up to work at eleven thirty at night to talk to y'all. And Matt went to crap <laughs> on my wrestling game that came on my day and my moment. Sir, I'm just saying, let no. me have my day and my moment to myself. You talk about what you want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about Keith Lee because I believe in Keith Lee. All right? Not Grandpa Lee, but Keith Lee. Because I was hoping that he would be the first black African-American champion in AEW's history. And I think that, that that's the man that showed up on Dynamite. Right? And, I, and also... He, I think he looks like in a better shape to me too. Like he, he had the abs and the stomach. You know what I'm saying? He looked good. So, bravo, bravo, the Keith Lee back, and hopefully I get to see him pursue the championship very soon. My man, my man said Keith Lee's abs is his moment of the week. Yes, sir. Let's go. Uh, Rhodesia. Uh, okay. Moment of the week. All right. Um, I have a couple, but I'm just gonna say it's twofolded. Daniel, I say Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson intro having the final countdown. I was super popped for that. Didn't realize that you told me that that was his indie music too back in yep. the day. So uh, bravo for getting that music to Tony. Um, and then overall, just him tapping out Okada. I think they said last time was like the G1 of in 2015 or 16 or something like that. It's been so long since Okada Who tapped out last. I that I don't know. If you make your TFW long enough, I could find that answer. Shinsuke Nakamura. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yep, that was in the G1. Some good company there. But so yeah, so the final countdown and him tapping out because again, I'm like, whoa, no one thought Okada was tapping. Ever. So that was Matt. TFW moments of the week. Oh, it was just Brian Danielson. Didn't even know Garcia was going to be your moment. No, it wasn't. That was a because joke. Because you said that was a joke. You told what my so um I'm gonna just say that my moment was Kenny and Osprey's match. Okay. And I'm gonna just leave it at that because you guys have done enough in the, the TFW moment of the week for like the next three weeks combined on this I one. I have another one right now, too. Give it to us. This is just fun. TikTok. Again, Dominic in Judgment Day is no stranger to this category. Did you see Dominic trying to pick up Damian Priest? He falls and then Rhea goes pick up Damian and carry him out the, off the ramp. Yeah, that was at a house but, show. Funny, was it yesterday? Funny, yesterday? Shit, funny shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> she did it like a boss. <laughs> and Damian looked like good. he was protected. He looked like he was ma- like majorly protected by Rhea carrying him <laughs> out. So, big boss shit right there. Alright. That is the show. That was it. Happy birthday. Was this one our longest show? Two it hours, is. Almost. Yeah. I know we had one before, but uh, this may be it too. We back at you guys on Sunday. Don't forget, we are going to two episodes a week in just a couple days. Sundays and Wednesday drops. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at That's FNW. 
Follow us on YouTube at That's Freaking Wrestling. And I think that's it. <laughs> Bye. Hey, whenever I get my OnlyFans page, right? Remember, it's supposed to have been. What's oh, the word? Why? Why, no, why can't I feet. forget the word I'm thinking about? When you don't want to know something or you don't want to tell people who you are. Anonymous! It's supposed to be anonymous. Oh, okay. That's the word. Keep so that's my out. hashtag? Is that my hashtag? Anonymous. Okay. You're setting that up tonight. <laughs> Take care.